Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yo, what up? This your man, Victor Cruz, and we are back for another episode of the Victor Cruz Show. I uh, appreciate all of you that come and tune in each and every time that we do this. Um, as you know, we're trying to be more and more consistent. PR is also on the show. You know it. Yo, you why, do you, why do you always say it like that, though? Like, oh, by the way, PR is also on the show. Because it's my show, so before I get too involved, I want to make sure that people know that you cry. So, yeah. Yo, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the day that I'll be part of the intro. Like, just like, yo, me and P are here. It's not like you're here, and then like, oh, by the way, FYI, P's here too. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> What's good, Vic? You obviously in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Chicago. I'm in my spot out here, man. Just uh, finally broke camp. I'm feeling good, man. Camp is roughly around three weeks or so, right up until that first preseason game, uh, which is, you know. Pretty much the second or third week into July, um, and you—I st- mean, into August, excuse me—and then you start obviously the end of July. So it's a, it's a nice little minute. And what is it? Six six days a week? What's like? What's the schedule like? So it's every three days, and then you get a day off. So unless you obviously, if you have a game, you get that day off the next day. You kind of have these little windows of uh, of days off. Um, but the way the rules are set up is every three days you can uh, you you get a day off. Got it. And then, so you obviously had your first preseason game. Yes. Uh, what did it feel like to be, um, you know, back in the saddle, as they say? You know, it felt great, man, like a new energy. And even just me telling you right now, I'm smiling from ear to ear because it's just like just that renewed sense of energy is a beautiful thing to feel that, you know, and then to go out there and perform and catch a couple balls and, and, uh, and get in the end zone, like, you look good in that end zone, kid. No, it felt great. It felt like I'm comfortable there. Be comfortable there. <laughs> yeah, I always, I, I'm always not sure. Like when you get in the end zone in a preseason game, if you're gonna hit them with the full salsa, if you're gonna get them just a couple I steps. I gave them a half, and then and then I hit them with the roll chill because <laughs> it's preseason. You know, I've never been one to do too much in the preseason, so I like to do it when it counts. The real deal, Holyfield. You know what I mean? No doubt. And I've actually been paying much closer attention to the Bears than I have in the past for obvious reasons. But you guys have a young quarterback that's coming along that everyone's kind of, you know, I guess he had a good showing your game. Actually, you caught your touchdown from the rookie, right? I did. I did. You did? How's he? How, how's it? I mean, you know, the first thought I had, aside from being happy, obviously, that you're back on the field and in the end zone and looking like you're in midseason form was you've played your entire career with – what I consider will probably be a Hall of Fame quarterback um, in uh, Eli Manning. Uh, what's it like working and getting reps with a rookie? What can you tell us about us about him? Chicago should should Chicago be excited about him? What can you tell us about the rookie quarterback? Uh, I, without without saying too much to get myself in trouble here, because uh, obviously my goodness, our starter. Of course, of course. 
Uh, but Mr. Trubisky is, is Chicago should be very excited, man. He has uh, not only is he knowledgeable of the game and understand where everyone's going to be, um, he has a certain factor about him that a certain it factor, if you will, that understands how to do the intangible things. And when you have a quarterback that's able to do the intangible things, you can set yourself up for greatness for a very long time. Um, so I think Chicago should be excited. Obviously, he's got a ton of work to do. Of course. But what he put out there for us to you know, kind of grasp in the early stages um, is pretty impressive. And, and let me ask you this. Being a new player uh, um, on a new team, but being a veteran, what's that balance like, like of, you know, <laughs> things you've learned in your career and your previous team that you're bringing to Chicago, is there a balance of like, now nah, let me fall back because I'm new on the team or is it I'm a vet and we're going to bring, and it could be as simple as off the field. It could be in the locker room. It could be on the field. You know, do you feel that balance? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a balance. It's, it's, um, I got to know, you know, when to tell them stories. I got to, man, the fact that I even have stories, like, <laughs> Crazy. So th- when I have to tell them certain things that I saw and certain uh, ways to, you know, either catch the ball or to run your routes or things that I see that individually that they could be doing better, um, they, they're receptive and they understand all of that. And it's definitely a balance of, well, let me not tell them too much so they can just kind of learn and, and, and figure it out. And at the same time, I have to tell them because I want us to be great. I want them to be great individually. And I think that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I love it. So is, is breaking camp like the last day of scum, like the last day of school? Like to, explain to me the feeling of breaking camp. Breaking camp is absolutely the equivalent of the last day of school. <laughs> Mainly because we're in Bourbonnais, Illinois at a, uh, at a college, at a university rather. And it's a beautiful university, beautiful campus, like, a, a beautiful place to have a training camp. But those dorm rooms, on the other hand, <laughs> may not be the best place, especially because as us highly trained athletes, we need beds that will support us comfortably. <laughs> and that little piece of foam that they put on top of it is not okay. They got you on the Ritz cracker? You're like sleeping yeah, on the Ritz cracker? <laughs> it's like they got me on the cot. Like they pulled in a bunch of cots and was like, yo, just make it happen. <laughs> it's only 16 days. Now, it's not two to a room now. No, it's one to a room and they put two twin size beds together. So it makes it gives you the illusion of a California king, but it's really. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm just trying to visualize two old linemen sharing a dorm room <laughs> oh, on, on, on yeah. bunk beds. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not happening. So what's next? So you guys break camp. So what's what's life now as a Chicago Bears? Like regular schedule in terms of practice? You're back at the main facility. What's that look like? What's next? Te- so technically, although we have broken camp, we're still technically, quote unquote, in camp. Okay. So we'll still be, uh, we'll just be here doing it. We'll be at our facility here. Um, but our hours will still be the same. So we still have an 8 a.m. to, you know, damn near 9 p.m. at night. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it still gets very real for us. Yeah, y'all working. Y'all definitely yeah. working. Exactly. What do we have next? Yo, so I don't know. I mean, are you even on the gram being as you're in camp? I don't know if you've been following kind of, you know, what I've been doing. It cl- clearly hasn't been um, as important 
<laughs> as what you've been doing. I was going to ask you, I've been checking out your IG live story. <laughs> I see what's happening out there. You recently visited one of our very good friends, uh, Coca-Cola event. Tell, tell us more, Pete. Yeah, man, Ronnie, listen, you ever have that person that like, you think to yourself, nah, they've done it this time, right? They've done it. There's no way they could top this. The bar is here. Like, Did he top this, it? Did he top like, it? Dog, Ronnie rented a, I want to say 10, maybe 11 bedroom house, whatever it is, give or take a bedroom after six. It doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> in East Hampton. Um, and uh, it was it was to celebrate his collaboration with Coca-Cola, right? His capsule collection. Um by the way, let me back up. I was on my way to head out to the Hamptons, and I just coincidentally passed his store. And there was a line, his Manhattan store, there was a line literally around the corner, wrapped around the corner on Broadway. And I texted Ronnie. I'm like, yo, when did your store open today? He said, 9 o'clock. I said, it's 1.30. Like, how is there a line still outside the store? He's like, all the stores are like that today. And it was the Coke collab he did what he was really impressed with or, or happy about was it's the first time he has that um it's the first time he has uh you know that type of line or that type of demand for an apparel collection when you think about the success he's had it's always been about like a footwear release or a collab or something so um to celebrate that he got a house in the hamptons went out to the hamptons um when you get to your bedroom, the whole collection was there laid out for you, which was incredible. I mean, I'm sure you got it out in Chicago. Um, you know, one thing that happened that you're lucky you missed, I don't know if you heard about the legendary ping pong mat battles that took place out there. Yeah. Did you hear about that? No, I'm just asking if you heard the, if you heard I, the news. I did, hear, I did hear about the stories. I heard there was a lot of back and forth. I actually had dinner with Ronnie last night. Um, wait, wait, so wait. wait. You, you said back and forth? No, I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he was telling me about other guys that he had beaten in his game against oh, Nick. Oh, you know oh, okay. But it wasn't back and forth as in he and I were like back and forth. Like it was competitive. He didn't mention that. No. No, listen. I'm going to tell you right now, Vic. How long have you been in Chicago? Uh, roughly, I want to say, what, a month and a half? My game, my ping pong game has gotten even scarier. If, that's <laughs> if, you, if, if you can believe that, my ping pong game has gotten scary. No, it's because no one is used to playing lefties. Like, here you we, need to go to some left-handed tournaments and here you play with other left-handed people. You, it's just not a, like, it's just, you guys are inhumane, you know? That, that is like a defensive back saying they're not used to covering Puerto Rican wide receivers <laughs> and that's why you score touchdowns. <laughs> let's let's keep let's keep it a buck. Greatness is greatness, man. Jesus, whatever. Man. whatever. <laughs> I will have my revenge. Trust, trust and believe, dog. Okay? Trust uh, and believe. Yo, let me ask you. Um, one of the things I love uh, about like all you guys at camp, like all professional athletes, like I know uh, something that's a key role for you guys is music. Like, what are you listening to in camp? Like, what's what's getting the most play, whether in the locker room or on the practice field, on the whip on the way to or from practice. Yo, P, I'm going to keep it real with you, man. I got full control over the training camp uh, music. You know what I'm really? saying? Really? Really? You got you got the ox cord for practice? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You come in, and it's kind of first come, first serve. I'm going to keep it a buck just in case okay. anybody try to fact check me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to keep it a buck. So my man, JB, shout out to Josh Bellamy. He brought in a speaker, and it's basically if you connect, you know, if you Bluetooth it up, it's yours. You got it. Okay. 
So I'm usually first because I'm early into the locker room. So I just plug up and I get it going. So you know 444 is definitely being played. Of course. You know that um, my guy Wale is being played. You know Ooh. that Rick Ross and G. I'm taking you on a journey around <laughs> the East Coast, down South. I'm going West Coast a little bit. Um, and that's what I'm bumping right now, man. A lot of different, yo, music is so good right now, dog. Like, yo, yo, let me ask you being in Chicago, is there, and it works, I want to hear both sides of the coin. Is there anything that plays heavy for us on the East Coast in New York that isn't necessarily getting the love in Chicago? Or, and is there anything you've been put onto musically since you've been in Chicago man. that we didn't necessarily know about in New York? I could tell you this right now, dog. I went to Chance the Rapper show at Lollapalooza. I got goosebumps numerous times. Really? Chance the Rapper in Chicago, dog? Lollapalooza, there's thousands of people out there. Wow. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. And and the dope part about Lollapalooza, as opposed to any other festival, you know, other festivals are like outdoors, they're away, they're like super far. Lollapalooza's in Chicago, in the middle of the city. Oh, wow. So you're literally, he's literally performing with this incredible set behind him, live band behind him, and he's just killing it at doing every single song in his arsenal. And you got the whole Chicago skyline, which is where he's from in the background. It's just, you can't, you can't paint the picture for him any better than that, any clearer than that. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know you've always respected him and had love for him, but you're saying like seeing him in person in his city took it to another level? It's a whole nother level, yo. And to see the amount of love and the amount of people. Like, you know how you take that moment at a concert, you kind of just stop and look around and see how many people are enjoying this concert. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. looking at people, like, probably 30 miles away. <laughs> That's how many people was, were there. And then and everyone's bopping their heads and with their hand in the sky. Crazy. Wow. And, and is there anything... Maybe your teammates aren't feeling that you've played that maybe is New York and it hasn't, you know, it doesn't get the reception of the love in Chicago yet or no? Um, nah, not really because I, I've, I've uh, you know, reiterated numerous times <laughs> how amazing East Coast music is. So they have to just conform at some point. Um, but nah, I think they respect it. They understand it. Like, they understand the levels of what's what was dope on the East Coast and what was dope to them growing up, although they may have been in Miami. And, you know, they'd be talking that trick daddy talked to me. And talk, and I'm just like, I get it. I get it, guys. Trick daddy was you guys' lord and savior in Florida. I understand. But he is no Jay-Z. Like, I don't care how you try to frame it up to me. It's just not going to add up. Mm. One thing I was never sure about, and, and, and I'm very curious about that I know you can answer is, I always think about this one group that's always overlooked. They're overlooked when it comes to, like, accolades. They're overlooked for, like, you know, uh, just press. You know, a rap like a rap no, 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 no. More important, the offensive line. What do they listen to? Like, do they get a say in what's playing? Like, I know you got someone from, like, Alabama or Wichita or something. They might want to listen to some country. That don't get any play in the practice field? That They have beats by Dre Headphones that they plug in. <laughs> <laughs> and Bluetooth. I think the, the, new, the, the new beats by Dre wireless headphones are so good. Like, 
They're Yo, so good. And they're noise canceling, so you don't hear anything else outside of you but what you want in your headphones. Let, let, me, ask, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. You know, <laughs> kickers, who are very important, right? They, 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 win, they win you a game every year, right? Dude, kickers are very important. You just signed another one. Right? Oh, did you really? Okay. Yeah, we so if the kicker comes in and he's like, yo, I want to play this new Enrique Iglesias during practice today, that's not getting love today? I mean, it might get love, but I'm going a, I'm to a grab my helmet and shoulder pads and walk out to the field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to double back, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I only get that run at that at these barbecue at, you know what I'm saying, in the backyard. That's when I get busy today. Not in the locker room when I'm trying to get, you know what I'm saying, mentally ready to go out there and perform. You know, as they say, you can't get jiggy. You can't get jiggy with it to Enrique. No, no disrespect. No shot. No way. <laughs> you know, it's it, in all seriousness, it's been an incredible year. I honestly can't remember the last year that had you know that halfway through the year had this amount of good, really good music. You know, I was writing notes down, and so far this year we have Kendrick's album, which I know you love. Mm-hmm. We have Rick Ross's album, which we both love. We have Hove, obviously. We got Meek. French put together a really good body of work with his album. Really good body of work, man. Like halfway through, a little more than halfway through the year, and, and we got amazing bodies of work. Not to mention Vic Mensa, whose album is dead. 100%. 100%. But let me ask you this. With all of that said, I'm going to put you on the spot because I purposely didn't tell you where I was going with this. Okay. Do you know who has the biggest song in the country right now? The biggest song in the country right now. Right now, that if this is played in a club, they flip the club upside down right now. If there's one song that's number one in the country right now, it's gotta be Bodak Yellow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Yo, gotta that Yellow. that song came out of nowhere. It is the biggest song in the country. P, I'm not gonna lie to you, fam. That she's got a smash banger <laughs> on her hands, yo. yo That's I'm gonna tell you right now, crazy. yo, yo. We was just in OVO. We were just in Toronto for OVO Fest, and okay. Le- LeBron and Beats by Dre hosted uh, this party, and Drake came to the party. And at one point, there's like a little, not really a stage. It's just where the DJs, you know, position. So it's like I a little bit of all of this on social media, Mike. <laughs> so. Me, I'm- I'm tuned in. <laughs> so it's like a riser, and at one point, Drake and LeBron are standing on the stage, and I'm like on the stage, but to the left a little bit, like off stage, and the DJ plays, you know, Cardi's song, and everyone at the party goes crazy, and me and Bron look at Drake, and we're like, yo, she got a smash, like, on her hands, and Drake was like, smash? He's like, Keep it low. I'm bringing her out at OVO. We were like, oh, shit. He brought her out at OVO Fest, which I didn't go to. I left early. But, I mean, you've seen the footage. I mean, just to, th- just to think, like, where she came from and how no one took her seriously and whatnot. What she's what she has on her hands with that album, I want to say it just broke into the top ten um, on Billboard. I could be wrong, but I know it's shooting up the charts. I could have sworn I saw it, like, at seven or something. This is the beauty of podcasting. PR laptops are right in front of us. This is also true. Let's look at it. You looking at it or am I looking at it? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Where is she? She is number eight, ladies and gentlemen, on the Billboard Hot 100. Cardi B. And you know who's number seven? Who? 
Number seven is Bruno Mars. And she sent so she's sandwiched between Bruno Mars and Ed Sheeran. And she's in between. <laughs> That's amazing. Come on, man. Like, what are we talking you can't about? Make like, that up, man. You cannot make that up. How incredible is that? You know, so I mean, while we're speaking about Billboard, something else happened that uh again our our, our good friend Ronnie texted both of us, which it's news for a couple of reasons, but when you really think about it, it's really insane to like even wrap your brain around it. Um, Drake, do you remember the text? I remember vividly. Um, eight years, man. He's been on the charts. Is that it, P? Since 2009, Drake has had at least one song on the top 100 charts. And this is the first week since 2009 that he does not have at least one song that is insane that's insane yo. you know where i'm going with this next right where do you want to take it would i would i be crazy Uh-oh. to say that the kid from toronto drake is the greatest hip-hop artist of all time the most successful hip-hop artist of all time I need a, I need eleven plus number one albums from him. <laughs> yeah, let me let me guess. You didn't just pick that number randomly. Does anyone have eleven number one albums? I mean, there's one guy. There's only one. There's only one. There's only there's only one. Oh my God! Here we go. That sustained numerous decades, and different cultures have shifted over time, and you're still relevant these many years later, then we can have the conversation about all time. Let me ask you this. I've known you for many years now. I know you have love for Drake and Future the of Prince course. and the OVO camp. I know you do. That's fam. But every time I bring up Drake, <laughs> you got to bring up you-know-who. You got to bring up Hove, man. It's just a natural progression. It's like us. It's like us bringing up. It's like us bringing up LeBron and not at least saying the words Michael Jordan before. <laughs> so do you, you know hold up? Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. You might have stumbled upon something. So are you, is that your is that your comparison? Are you saying Drake is Bron and, and Hove is Michael Jordan? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And, wow. and, and, and Pete, here it is. Here it is. Wait for the kicker. This Wait Michael kicker. Jordan. This Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was amazing. That was amazing. Um, just for the kicker, this isn't this this ain't MJ on the Wizards either, Papa. Oh, I like where you're going with it. If you don't, if if no one's out there hasn't heard 444, do yourself a favor. Lock yourself in a room, throw away the key, and put that song on your iTunes or whatever you listen to your music on. Jay-Z would prefer title, obviously. Um, but it's a banger, and it's not, he's not fading away. And I think, personally, it's his most um, personal album to date. We've never gotten this personal with Jay, maybe ever. Outside of his street dealings that he likes to talk to us about, we've never gotten this personal with Jay. Do you think this is a top five Jay-Z album? Not yet. Okay, that's fair. It's too early to tell. But I think it's very, very good. I think 
the production is unreal. No ID bodied every single beat on there. And Marcy Meat, by the way, I'll I'll save that. But Marcy Meat is one of the best songs created. Uh, aside from the OJ story, obviously that song is out of here. Um, but that Marcy Meat song, from a lyrical standpoint, is one of the best things I've ever heard. Like maybe ever. 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 Like not ever. on this album. Ever. No, ever. Wow. Like the way he put it together, his flow. It's just, it's not even close, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It's not close. Okay, that's fair. But Drake is, but Drake has, is having a phenomenal run. Drake, in my opinion, is the hottest out here right now in terms of all, all the things he can do, how long he can stay in the charts. Even, you know, he said himself, every song, like, every song sounds like Drake featuring Drake. Like, anything he jumps on just goes crazy and, and you know that's which why by, which by the way is such a disrespectful bar such a disrespectful <laughs> bar because that hurts everyone that he's ever been on the song with that wasn't like young money or family you know what i'm saying it's so but, disrespectful man but listen before we get to my new favorite segment of your show cut his mic off um i'm gonna get to your favorite segment of the show and that is we have sponsors. Oh, sponsors. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah, so we got two sponsors for this week's The Victor Cruz Show. The first sponsor is the good folks over at SeatGeek. Uh, football is coming, and SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long to watch players like Victor Cruz. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices Fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get you the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget, any budget. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence and it doesn't end with sports SeatGeek also has plenty of concert comedy and theater tickets available too here's the best part just download actually here's the best part all your listeners not mine victor all of your listeners get twenty dollars off off their first SeatGeek purchase that's twenty dollars off of their first SeatGeek purchase all you have to do is just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code VICTOR today. That's promo code V-I-C-T-O-R for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So don't wait. With baseball season hitting up, plenty of musicians on tour, and football fast approaching, now is the perfect time to grab your tickets from the good folks at SeatGeek. This next sponsor, Vic, I think, you know, they're clearly talking to me. Um, it's it's a uh, online personal styling service. Oh, personal style guy. <laughs> yes, yes. So it goes like this, man. I know guys, you know, hate shopping for clothes. Most guys, at least. Well, now there's an easier way to get clothes. Now there's an easier way to get better clothes by way of Bombfell. Bombfell is an online personal styling service that helps men find the right clothes for them. Unlike other services, there are no fees to work with them, so it's cost nothing to sign up. 
It's simple and straightforward. All you have to do is complete a questionnaire and a dedicated personal stylist will handpick pieces specifically for you. Then once you've viewed your selections, you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You're in total control and you only have to pay for the clothes you keep. Plus, you have the option of receiving clothes once every one, two, or three months. Because Bombfell is on your side and they don't make money if you don't find something you want to keep. Best of all, we've negotiated with Bombfell to get our listeners a special offer of $25 off your first purchase when you go to bombfell.com slash cruise. That's Bombfell, spelled B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash cruise, C-R-U-Z. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now, man. Thanks to the good folks at Zeekeek and the good folks at Bombfell. But one of these days, we're going to get Paul into the promo code. You know, Paul, PR, we're going to work something out, man. This Victor thing is getting a little ridiculous. Yo, the best part is Bombfell already sent me a nice little package, man. Did you get a little package? Yo, you already know what happened last time this happened. I know you didn't get no discount code. You didn't get anything that I didn't get. (laughs) (laughs) This really happened? I got a nice box from Bombfell. Shout out to people at Bombfell, man. Those dope clothes. I appreciate you guys, man. I, I am not doing this with you today, man. Speaking of not speaking of not doing this with you, my favorite time of the show has arrived. Yo, yo, we need to find like a like a segment song. We need somebody to come yes. in, have like a song for this joint. I right? love it. You know what? We're gonna put the pressure on our producer Ben Cruz, yep. Yep. and we're gonna have a little music intro, a little segment. For cut his no mic off. Ben. No salsa music though. <laughs> Get that across right now. No, no, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for the salsa music. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. Exactly. So talk to us, Vic. Cut his mic off, man. Cut his mic off, man. This is the segment of the show where someone uh, that you know is either said something crazy or said something that you know the public or the masses didn't agree with, and it's time to cut his mic off. And today. The person that we're cutting their mic off is Donald J. Mainly because his mic was off. He didn't say anything. When all of that news and all of that thing was going on in Charlottesville with these white supremacists and these tiki torches, he didn't say a word. He didn't tweet anything. He didn't say anything to the public P. And that's why he needs... I don't even need to cut his mic off because it was already off. Wow. You know what my main issue, I mean, I have a lot of issues, but my main issue with that is, and you, you just referred to it, he's quick to touch those 140 characters. He's quick to, you know, go at anyone's neck on he's Twitter. He's quick to unfollow a celebrity because they don't believe in him. He's quick to roast another celebrity on Twitter because they don't agree in the things that he's partaking in. And then when this country is in outrage... When the country is in outrage, you're silent. You don't tweet. You don't speak. You don't say anything. And you're right in the middle of it. Your name, everything that you're doing, you're right in the middle of it. I mean, the thing the thing that made it even worse was that when he did come out, because the, the, um, the backlash was so bad, that when he did come out, he spoke again and was like, no, let me condemn these people. This is bad. Like I said on Saturday, and it was like, dude, you didn't say anything on Saturday. So my, my issue, Vic, was that, you know, I don't even need to agree with anything he says. The fact mm-hmm. was he didn't say anything to your point, you know, and I think mm-hmm. at a point in time when the country looks to, you know, 
the commander in chief. He didn't say anything, and then he came back and you know took shots at the media, saying, "No, I had said this, but the media, they're bad people, whatnot." There's just no accountability, um, and I think he wants to use his mic for all the things that really don't matter. And when we need him to use the mic for something important like uniting the country and something as simple as condemning bad people, he was nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. So cut his mic off. Donald Trump. It might be hard to top that. It might be hard to top this uh, next week's show, brother. It might be. Or we can just pick him every week, really. (laughs) The way it's going, the way it's looking, we can pick him every week, man. Very true. Let me ask you this. Speaking of like news and, and media and stuff breaking, um, mm-hmm. you know, you just said you were at camp and, you know, and I know your schedule's crazy. I think you said like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And when you get off, you're just tired and you're in your playbook and you don't want to eat and get off your feet or whatnot. Do you keep, you know, do you and your teammates uh, keep up with, you know, NFL news, whether it's trades, whether it's injuries, whether it's, you know, breaking news? Like, how close are you to it? Uh, we're really close. I mean, I mean, it's a lot different than it was at the Giants. Like, you know, we can, they're a little bit looser with our phones in the meetings, not necessarily during the meeting, but like our phones can be visible. And when we get a break, we can all be on our phone and go outside and be on our phone for five minutes or whatever coach allows. So we're always constantly checking and looking and seeing the different reports from different areas. And we got word, you know, when Tannehill tours ACL, we saw that, you know, we see, uh, all the trade Jordan Matthews traded to Buffalo um, for basically for Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's crazy. So it's it's uh, actually Sammy Watkins went to the Rams, um, but it's crazy, man. It's like this game is just shifting. And you can it's see it. it's wild. I, I, yeah, I will say this, and you know, obviously we have great we have great friends over at the Miami Dolphins organization. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it sucks to see any player injured or anyone injured, right? I mean, whether they're a competitor or a teammate, you don't want anyone injured, so we don't wish that on anyone. But when I saw Tannehill go down um, with an unfortunate injury that I think is going to sideline him for the whole season, you know what my immediate thought was, right? What's that? I thought Cap was going to get a call. No dice. Oh, we can get into that, too. He, he can't. I mean, Vic, I'm starting to think he might not have a job. I mean, it's only that's the only other outcome at this point. I'm more shocked that the Dolphins gave Jay Cutler ten million dollars. Wow, 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 yeah. Like, I, it's just I don't know. I I guess it's just mainly because some of the things that I hear about him. I ne- I've never met Jay Cutler. I don't think and the things that I've heard about him from the fans at the bit, not even like teammates. I mean, teammates are a whole separate issue. Right, but of the, course. Like these are fans telling me. <laughs> like as I'm signing autographs after practices, fans are telling me about how Jay Cutler was and things like that. Insane, man. You know what? I've never met him, but I, I saw a quote he had when they asked him, like, "Do you think, you know, do you think you'll have enough time to get in shape or whatever the case is?" I think he was like broadcasting or something, right? Like he was doing the TV thing. Yeah, he fully had got a, a gig. Uh, he took Phil Steve's spot, I believe on um, CBS or whatever so, it was. Yeah, so they asked him, like, did he feel he'd have enough time to get in shape? And he and don't quote me verbatim, but his answer was something along the lines of... No, I know the entire quote. I know the quote. <laughs> I'm not thinking to all of this, man. He said, I play quarterback, so I don't have to be in that great of cardiovascular shape. Who says that? Who says, Who says that? that? 
even no, if it's no. true, who says that? How do I feel if I'm if I'm Jarvis Landry and I just heard my quarterback say he doesn't feel like he has to be that in shape? As I'm in the gym myself doing plyometric jumps to get myself ready for this season. Are you kidding me, Pam? And they just cut the man a $10 million check, dog. And they just cut him a check. And I'm sure it's fully guaranteed for this year. Yo, even if that's how he feels, there's certain shit you just keep to yourself, dog. Don't say, man. But the fact that he thinks that that's okay is insane to me. I, I, yeah, I can't. I, I, I saw that and I was just like, oh my God, like... You know, so that that was shocking to me. Like I said, the cap thing was really shocking to me that he wouldn't even get sniff a look. Like he can't sniff a look. You saw what happened in Baltimore when their quarterback went down. They inquired, and Baltimore inquired about him, and then they started to receive letters upon letters upon calls upon calls from fans begging and pleading them not to take Colin Kaepernick. You know, that's what turned them away. Wow. It was an outroar, and I was just like, it's just no chance for him, man. It sucks. You know, it's interesting. I've been seeing a lot on social media this week, um, the last 48 hours, actually, people saying how outraged the sports world was and how outraged just America was as a whole when Colin decided to take a knee during the National Anthem last year. or Yeah, last year. Um, but it's awfully silent for what's going on in Virginia for some of those same people. You know, so it just it just sheds more light on it. And it just, with each passing day that goes that he doesn't get signed, it's just like, wow, like this is really happening. Exactly. And, and that's the shocking part is each and every day as another quarterback goes down or an, like, what's that? Three quarterbacks have gone down this camp. And then yeah, all of those guys have put other quarterbacks in place that have less, uh, not less talent, but less experience than Colin Kaepernick. And that's the that's the crazy part. Like you'd rather be like, all right, we're gonna take this guy that's only that's only seen twenty starts in the NFL as opposed to a guy that's seen seventy five starts or something something crazy like that. Wow. That's insane. But come on, man. It's crazy. Hey, transitioning, you know, my candidate for um you know, you had already picked your cut his mic off candidate or recipient. I had a candidate that I didn't fight you on because I think just like this year's winner, this week's, this show's winner in Donald Trump, this candidate will be uh, a nominee every show. Um, LeVar Ball, did you see him and Ice Cube competing in a four-point shootout? I saw Ice Cube whoop him. Ice Cube whoop him in the four-point shootout. I have a very simple one here. It just has to stop. Like, the the buffoonery has to stop. (laughs) I just... I just can't anymore, man. Like it's a lot, man. Like you know what? This has been the longest off season ever. Like I just need you guys to start playing under the whistle for real, and the NFL season start. I need Bron and all the homies to get into camp, and their season start. Like I just need order restored, man. Like enough. Enough is enough. He's done. It's overwhelming. I think it's troublesome that his kids aren't wearing the shoe. I think he's, it's just the, all these things embodied in one, I don't even need to go down the list, are all things that worry me. (laughs) They worry me. I'm worried. It's just too much, man. You know what? You know, great transition. Speaking of too much, have you been paying attention to this uh, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor as we get closer to fight night? Uh, Absolutely. 
I, uh, I've been staying locked in. Obviously, all the press conferences were, they went from entertaining to a little scary uh, yes. for a second there. Um, but I'm very excited for this fight. I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a good one, man. I, I mean, I don't think, I still don't think Conor McGregor is going to land a punch. But I do think he's going to provide some sort of excitement that he has to, he knows he has to provide some of this. You know what I mean? In order to make people feel like, they got their money's worth. Wait, are, did you just say you don't think Conor McGregor will, <laughs> will land a punch? Yeah, yeah, I've said that before. I think I've said that before. He's not going to land a punch, but he's going to do something that is going to entertain the crowd. I don't know what that is yet. I don't know if he's going to do something. What's he going to do, break dance? I don't know if he's going to do some sort of Irish shuffle. I don't know, but never know, Vic, man. Vic, hold up. You're trying to tell me you think he's – I just want to make sure I'm clear. You are saying Conor McGregor may not land a punch. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> not one single punch. Oh my goodness! Come on. Man. I will. I will say this. I've seen. I've seen the. Uh, yeah. I've on seen like Instagram a... of him waving his arms back. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what he's doing. Like, I, don't, I, I have no idea. And that little step back uppercut that he did. My God. <laughs> Come on, dog. The Boy, only going thing to hit you forty three times, yo. <laughs> Honestly, the only thing I could think of is that he's sandbagging, like he's doing that, so Floyd could think he doesn't know how to fight. That's the only explanation I can have. Although, although, did you see the one footage of he had a sparring match with some former champion? Yeah, Paulie Malignaggi or whatever. Yo, he beat the shit out of the brakes off that kid. But then I tried to look up this Paulie Magliani dude. <laughs> And nothing came up. I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce his last not name. Even close, but I I can't find any spelling. <laughs> in any way on Google, I can't find it. Hey, you know when you Google something wrong and it tells you, "Hey, that you mean this?" Yeah, you say Google didn't even give you that option. It just gave me three dots under the. <laughs> under that. Did you mean? Will, you know they the did you mean? Did you mean dot dot dot? It had nothing. Yo, I will say this though, man. You know, you're right when you said that even if he doesn't land a punch, he'll do something for it to be entertaining. The fight will be entertaining. I saw something, and you know what? I'm going to look right now again. I am going to see what tickets are going for secondary market. Because um, I saw a number that I didn't believe like could be true. How much do you think ringside tickets are going for for that fight? And the secondary market. Jesus, I'm in the secondary market? Yeah. Thousands of dollars, my G. Okay, I'm going to go thousands. I'm looking it up right now. There are two tickets mm-hmm. on the floor, row A. Each ticket, okay? Individual. You following? Individual. Each, each individual ticket, $100,000, $100,000, $250,000. What? Say that one more time. <laughs> yeah, I repeat. There are ringside seats going for a hundred grand each for this fight. A hundred grand each. Wow. That's row A, and then you go three rows back, and they're twenty-four k each. So I mean, like, there's clearly a market. Exactly. Like, this is clearly one of the biggest spectacles we've ever seen. That's exactly what it is, Pete. Because it's not a boxing match. No, 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 no. It's it's uh, but but it's all it's one of those things. It's like. 
like the guilty pleasures or like the train wrecks that you can't look away from. Like exactly. you're gonna want you're gonna want to either see it. I think pay per view is ninety nine dollars, which you know to my recollection is the highest I can ever remember any pay per view being for a fight. Um, it's going to be very 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 interesting. I actually am going to the fight, so um, the humble stuff real quick. Like, yeah, um, I mean. I, Listen, I don't want to make us. I don't want to make us about me. It's your show, uh, but I will. I will be at the fight. He's like, I gotta uh, stop at McDonald's and get some hotcakes. Then I'm gonna shoot to the Floyd Mayweather fight. And then I'm gonna just go back for some Pizza Hut. So like, yeah, what? I, 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 got, <laughs> I like to thank the good folks over at uh, Showtime. Uh, my man Steven Espinosa. What up, Steven? Yes, that's fair. Oh, that's right. He did your. He did your doc. Yeah, he did my that's doc, right. man. He did He's your a doc. Great dude. Um, yeah. So he came through for the fam. Uh, we're bringing the fam out for the fight. I won't say all the names, but we're going to have a good showing there. Okay. It should be a good time. Yeah. If, if you weren't busy with your day job, um, uh, you know, I would have I would have invited you. Yo, when do you guys open up? Before we go, when when's when's uh, week one for you? Week one is September 10th here at Soldier Field against the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, that's right around the corner, yeah, dog. That's a big one, too. And uh, But in the meantime, you know, we can't look. You got to look at the next one. We got Arizona on Saturday. And peep this. This has never happened to Victor Cruz in Uh-oh. his NFL career. I have two things to say before we close. Uh-oh, go ahead. These, this one thing has not happened to Victor Cruz ever in his career. He's getting to go to a city as a professional to play a professional football game under the National Football League in Arizona. He gets there. Myself and my teammates get there on Friday. We have our nightly meetings, wake up on Saturday, chill there for the day, play our game at night. After the game, Pete, we are not getting on an airplane. We're staying in Arizona for another night. And then we will leave promptly on Sunday afternoon, which means we have a night in Arizona without curfew, and we can go out and be adults for the first time my NFL traveling. Yes. Yeah, so, so if I'm understanding this correctly, you've been a pro seven years or eight years? This is my eighth year, Pete. Make sure you get the years right on the show. Eighth year. Eighth year. You've been a, a pro bowler, a <laughs> Super Bowl champion. You've been a captain of a professional team. And you're trying to tell me you've never stood a night after a game? Never. Ever, oh, ever. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl was the only one. Yeah, it doesn't really count. That's like, yeah, I mean, you have to. You have to stay you you guys are too drunk to fly after Super Bowl win. <laughs> <laughs> it's not healthy to fly that after exactly. Super Bowl. Wow. Yo, let me ask you this. Coach Coughlin would never have that, ever. What? That thought? <laughs> what? Hey, even if, you were ca- even if you're captain of the team and you're in the league 10 years, would you even approach Coach Coughlin and ask him that? I wouldn't even muster up the energy to go up there and knock on the door for that, dog. You kidding me? <laughs> Wow. Okay. So, I mean, you have your plans set already, some of which we probably can't even discuss on air, but you know what you're doing with that free time, that extra time? Yeah, I'll probably just get some food. Uh, <laughs> just, hang <out. laughs> just hang out with my teammate. Uh, we're actually, we're looking at playing some Monopoly, probably just sitting there. Yeah, that, that's what you're doing? That's what y'all calling it these days? A little bit of speed. <laughs> Just hey, that's what you, that's what y'all call it. That's what y'all call it in Chicago, Monopoly. That's what they call it in Chicago. <laughs> so you said there was two things. What was the other thing? The other thing is in closing, we close this show. Uh, I want to shout out Bree because I guess some of her f- people that she knows actually listen to us. P. Wow. Okay. Sh- Rihanna, shout out to Bree. Shout out to Bree's people. Shout out to Bree's people. Whoever you are, thank you for listening to the show and thank you because I, I I guess 
I don't remember P, but I guess we mentioned her name in our previous show somehow, some way. I don't remember. But mm-hmm. she came up to me and pressed me. She's like, yo, <laughs> you know, Bree. She's like, yo, why you why you got my name in your mouth on your podcast, though? And I'm just like, yo, relax. It was all in good faith, I'm sure. Listen, two things. One, I didn't know Bree had people. That's one. That's scary. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. things about Bree that are shaky, man. <laughs> Listen, two, <laughs> I don't want no smoke with Bree, man. Yeah, I don't want yeah. no That's problems with Bree. That's you want to keep on the, on, the, on the other side of the fence, you know, on the right side of the fence. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but now, if I recall correctly, when you mentioned her name, you were talking about how she was handling business for you and making sure you were all set up for when you got to Chicago. So I thought it was all positive what you mentioned about her. Yo, let's be clear. Brie came here and got me set up properly. Um, she did her thing. Um, I'm here comfortably in Vernon Hills, Illinois because of Brie. So shout out to Brie for holding it down always. Shout out to Brie. Is she spending a lot of time in Chicago? Uh, she is not. You know, you think you have a friend and you think you have someone that's going to be around and stick it out through the thick and the thin. Uh, but she bounced the minute <laughs> she's like, "Okay, you're set, you're set up. All right, I gotta go." <laughs> it's, it's probably about a boy. We should call her next show and ask her, like, if it's if it's a boy, if that's the reason she didn't go to Chicago. We're definitely calling her. On the next show. <laughs> <laughs> she has no idea, and I'm gonna call her like everything's cool. Dude, what's up, Reed? Yeah, you want the show now? What? Uh, oh shit, she would kill you and me. Let's be clear. She absolutely would. Um, but with that being said, shout out to Bree. Shout out to everybody that watches this show. Uh, PR, another good one in the books, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Vicky Cruz Show, Uninterrupted. What up? Um, and we'll catch y'all on the next one, man. Y'all be good. <laughs>